Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, brothers and sisters. You gotta say it like slick. And sisters. That's not slick at all. I don't know what the you fuck you want. Who's from slick. Me. You don't even know who slick is. <laughs> no, but listeners know who slick is. He is the jive soul bro. The what? The jive soul bro. It's the master of style, slick. Brothers. Is it the same as Flash Funk? Not even close. Fucking Pimp Daddy? No. Sounds like it would be the same. <laughs> Not even close, dude. Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast, Episode 17, Spirit Squad in the Night. The original name was Creatures of the Night. That was our working title for this episode. Yeah. But after finding out what was the subject matter in this episode of One Tree Hill. Well, and especially the One Tree Hill episode was Spirit in the Night. Yes. So, you know, Spirit Squad in the Night. Nikki! Kenny! Spirit Squad. Okay. Yeah. I showed you the video of it. Spirit Squad. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. Literal <laughs> cheerleader wrestling faction. Yeah, because when we were going through and picking the episode names originally, like months and months and months ago, yeah, um, I was just getting him to throw in some wrestling whatever. References, yeah. References. So what I've been doing is quizzing him. Okay, this is the One Tree Hill title. Yeah, what was... What was the one that you created? The name that I came up with. And for the most part, I get a lot of them right, but the occasional ones I forget. And I even come up, like in this instance, with a better one a better than what one, I did originally. better one, and it worked out because, honestly, Although Creatures of the Night does kind of make sense because uh, that's an Undertaker reference, and Undertaker's yeah. all over what we're doing right now, but Spirit Squad of the Night just makes so much more sense. By the way, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we are once again Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast Brothers and sisters wow yep we're here once again to bring you the amalgamation of one tree hill and the world wrestling federation's attitude era we're the first last and only line of defense against the worst scum on the the universe we're the first last and only line of defense against the worst scum of the universe we are the amalgamation, the only podcast that has amalgamated One Tree Hill in the wonderful world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we are on all the streaming services, including... Deezer. What? Go away. <laughs> what other? Spotify. What? Google Podcasts. What? Amazon Podcasts. What? Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. Shut the fuck up. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
all the streaming services, and you can get us on TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast. You know what What's I'm excited that? about? What's that? We might be getting merch soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Soon enough. Soon enough. Maybe. There's some things coming down on the pipe. If you're on the Tree Hill TikTok and Instagram, especially the Instagram at treehillwf.podcast and at TikTok for the videos, but more on the promotional side for Instagram, you will see maybe coming soon, maybe when this episode releases or shortly thereafter, maybe some merch coming down the pipeline. And not anything too crazy. We're going to start yeah. small. Start small and then maybe work some... our way up. Depends on how much demand there is. Yeah. But, yeah. Stay tuned. The day of reckoning will come. Stay tuned. That's a fucking Papa oh, Murphy's Lord. reference for you or <laughs> Papa John's. Yeah, not Papa, Papa Murphy's. <laughs> Papa John's. I miss Papa Murphy's. Yeah, Papa Murphy's. They're taking right. baked pizza. Taking bake was a good idea. Delicious. Honestly, but yeah, Papa John's. <laughs> I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> i think whitey fucking needs to lay off the pizza as well spirit Why? squad he's, he's a big dude spirit squad he's an old man and he's adorable he's pretty hilarious and actually he's really funny in this episode too this give this gave me kind of episode six vibes and, okay you know with the leaving nathan and lucas stranded and wherever the fuck they were uh, I can't even remember Pilkington or Pickerington. Pickerington. There you go. Yeah. Pickerington. This kind of gave me the same kind of vibes. Like it's just pretty fucking wild and there's a lot of good shit going on here. But Spirit in the Night, episode 17. What was the original air date? Oh, God. You're asking me. Yeah, you me? fucked up, brother. It's sometime in 2004. I don't fucking know. And you know what? I listened to the Drama Queens. <laughs> podcast about this episode yeah april 6th april 6th 2004 you said 2014 didn't you 2004 i don't know said 2004 spirit in the night the fucking spirit squad kenny nikki all over this shit right away fucking there is a huge basketball tournament coming up Mm -hmm. what's going on with this it's a weekend uh, game trip for the Ravens. Um, they also have a cheerleading competition the same weekend. It's all together kind of thing. <sighs> of course they'd have a cheerleading competition with their cheer squad where Brooke and Peyton are ready to have a fucking cage match at fucking Monday Night Raw. Now they're on the same squad and they got to try to compete together and work together. Well, I mean, with cheerleading, you normally have a routine already worked, sure. right? So, you know, it's kind of you just follow your shit and do your thing and you should be good. Yeah. But if something goes wrong, yes, you do need to work together on a deeper level, like more of a... You know, we need to figure out how to fix this or mm-hmm. whatever. But with a routine, I would assume as long as you're following your shit, you shouldn't have to 
you know, worry that much. You just get through it, get it over with. Haley normally wouldn't go to stuff like this, but she is going to this basketball tournament. And Lucas obviously invited her. Yeah. And obviously Nathan is stoked that his girlfriend is coming to the basketball tournament. Also, he got his fucking apartment. Yes. Nathan got his apartment. Um, now that he's emancipated, he has his own place. He joined the nation of emancipation. Oh, shut the fuck up. Don't you dare. Uh, um, yeah. So anyways, they're loading up this bus. All the guys are getting on the bus. Um, Haley tells Nathan that she's going and Whitey's kind of trying to take a stand against Brooke, you know, people trump pom-poms something like that <laughs> something like that and brooke is kind of getting pissed off because she's like you know there's 10 of us and we all have our shit it needs to be there it's a competition for cheerleaders as well yeah so nathan puts his hand up and is like hey coach i can drive i got my mustang i get this my car so whitey reluctantly is like yeah fine but Here's the thing is that Haley was going to sit with Lucas on the bus, but now, of course, she's going to ride with her BF instead mm-hmm. of sitting with Lucas. Mm-hmm. And Lucas is not too impressed. He's like, oh, yeah, no, it's all cool. It's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. No. It's not fucking okay. Not okay at all. <sighs> oh, man. How do you think this is going to go, though? What, uh, the cheer competition? Or Just everything this whole weekend. They're all staying away at a hotel. Oh, shit's going to go down. And before shit's going down, uh, Karen was talking to Keith. Mm-hmm. She was in the cafe. She was talking to um, Deb. And Keith walks in and goes to get a coffee. Yep. And he's like, he normally doesn't pay for coffee. Yeah, right. He pays for coffee because... Mm-hmm. Things are a little tense between him and Karen. So he goes to walk out and Karen's like, hey, we should do dinner like old times tomorrow night. Over for dinner. So then one of the booster moms comes in and is like, oh, we're down. uh, Whatchamacallit? Chaperone. Chaperone. Yeah. I couldn't remember the word. (laughs) We're down a chaperone. We need some help. So Karen's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Because yeah. Deb's too busy. She's got shit going on with her divorce with Dan. Not going to work for her. She can run the cafe, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So she's going to renege on this whole Keith dinner, tell him to fuck right off and go straight to this classic cheer competition. So Karen's going to chaperone. Uh, she meets up with... Who's the other chaperone? Oh, none other than Larry. Dad the Dredger Drose. Larry Sawyer, Peyton's dad. Which, you know, Peyton's kind of mortified that her dad's going. But whatever. Yeah. At the same time that, you know, everyone's getting ready for this. Well, even earlier, actually. Brooke was... You know, trying to go over their routine with the girls mm-hmm. on the quad. And everyone's kind of getting pissed off. And 
Peyton saying, Brooke, you're being really hard on everyone. And Peyton's like, or Brooke is like, if you don't like it, go cheer for the wrestling team. Go cheer for the wrestling team. Who's on this wrestling team? I don't Kurt Angle, Chad Uh. Gable, Brock Lesnar, Doug Furness and Philip LaFon. No, thanks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So anyways, Brooke is trying to get the girls shit tight so that they're, you know, top form. I guess they've never won. A competition. Well, it was the Bear Creek or whatever. Bear Creek Warriors. They've fucking won it like 27 years in a row now. Pfft, not 27. Three years in a row. Four years in four a row. Years whatever in a row. it is. Um, as well as best choreographer. Mm-hmm. So Brooke is like determined that they need to get it this time. She also instills the help of Mouth, who she calls Lips, <laughs> to go spy on the cheerleader. And she said he, she'd give him like 20 bucks or something. And he's like, fuck, I do this shit for free. <laughs> I'm a fucking Why creep. Why would he volunteer to do it for creep. free if you were it. offered $20? Yeah, but he just says that in a spare time, he would do that for free. We all know he would. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I would. He is Ravenshoops.com. He has every reason to be at any match where there's cheerleaders. Do you think he was part of thebomb.com? What? Thebomb.com. I don't know. Wow. Right <laughs> over your head. Continue. No, I'm like, what the fuck? <clears throat> okay. Continue. So Whitey calls Lucas into his office and asks him about his arm. Is he going to be able to play for this tournament or game or whatever it is for them? And uh, Lucas is like, no, definitely not. And Whitey's like, great. I have a task for you. I need you to help someone who now that we're going to be down you and there's going to be some double teaming going on. I need you to help this guy find the open spot. Yep. Someone who has trouble with this kind of maneuver. None other than Nathan Mm. walks in. You wanted to see me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Brothers. You're going to be working together. Nathan is having none of it. Yeah, he wants fucking nothing to do with lucas of the course. fade away is weak yeah yeah that's a fucking pussy move so lucas is really trying to show him like you know this is the way that you can make this shot and you We're know double team to fade away from the coverage and hit the outside shot is a good move but right? nathan doesn't want to hear it just because no. it's coming from lucas it's coming from anybody else well nathan's also very strong-headed he's like he wants no. to take it to the hole it's me. I'm going to slam dunk this shit. Yeah. He wants to take it to the hole every single time. Yes. Yes, he does. Keith is also sick and tired of Dan's bitch moves because now Dan has his own fucking cardboard cutout. So if Dan is not at the body shop, he can be there at all times because he has his own cardboard cutout. Fun fact. Yeah. I was listening to the Drama Queens podcast as, you know, a little bit of research before this episode for us. Sophia Bush yep. happens to have 
a mini version of that cardboard no. cutout at her house. Oh my god! I wish I had a fucking cardboard cutout of Paul Johansson. That'd be great. Yeah, I would. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And at the time that they were talking about that, uh, Joy was messaging uh, Paul, asking him if he had the full if he size. Had the full sizer. <laughs> That's awesome. Now right? he's intent on making Keith's life a living hell with this contract. Sign on the dotted line in blood. He now owns him for eternity. Keith's not having it, unfortunately, which it's Dan. Why would he have it? Yeah. What are you going to do? Also, fucking dad, the dredger Drose, he's pretty stoked for this fucking chaperonism because he's bringing a beer bong in his fucking night bank. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> but there's only two chaperones. This is what I'm getting at here, brother. You know exactly where oh. I'm going with. There was only two chaperones on this trip. It's fucking Dredger and fucking Karen. Okay. One yeah. for the guys, one for the girls. Makes sure. sense. But first things first. Okay. Karen's on the outs with Keith. She has no love interest. Now she has least- to tell Keith that she's not going to have dinner with him. She's, yeah, she's she gonna, calls him from yeah. the hotel. But now she's going to spend this entire weekend hanging out with Larry, getting to know him, getting a little cozy. They're going to talk about shit. And when you talk about shit for a full weekend, when that's really the only other adult besides Whitey, you talk about important life and possibly relationship stuff. And they're both single. So, you know, how do you know that they had those conversations? We didn't see that. We didn't. But going into something like this, that's just probably what happens most times, even in just regular fucking life. If you're put in a situation where you have to spend time with another adult for a fucking weekend and you're basically the only adults there, you're going to start talking about shit. It's the way it is. Maybe they didn't show it, but, you know, they're going to talk to each other. And they're going to get closer. And could this be a possibility, maybe a little bit of potential for a little bit of D&V possibly down the road? Who knows? Oh, my God. (sighs) So now that they're at the hotel, the girls are checking in to this. So this thing for the cheerleading competition is called the Secret Sparkle Classic. (laughs) So the title for the Drama Queen's podcast episode for this is sparkle pits because it's literally that secret deodorant with glitter in it sponsored by secret so now what i'm learning 17 episodes into the show the product placement (laughs) is all over it much like wrestling wrestling talks about karate fighters fucking Mm -hmm. starburst fucking lugs western union 1-800 collect they gotta get their shit in there sony they even are sponsored by Sony, and yet One Tree Hill has PlayStation 2 on two consecutive episodes. Now they've got Secret under their belt. Yeah. Ford Mustang, BMW, all these fucking brands. And so I'm noticing the product placement and how much these companies have to get their shit in on these shows because they pay the money, so they got to fucking make it. And just as much product placement this fucking wrestling does amalgamate that product placement brother we also need to back up rewind a little bit that's terrible rewind sound <laughs> i i'm suck at sound effects <laughs> anything like suck at it i can't roll my r's nothing no way 
But something that we missed talking about. Yeah. Whitey, when they get to the hotel, the rooms, alphabetical order (laughs) by last name. So who does that pit together? Nathan and Lucas have to share a room together and they're immediately arguing over the radio and the TV. Yep. Lucas is listening to his music. Nathan comes in and turns on on the TV, (laughs) turns off the radio. And Lucas is like, I was listening to that. And Nathan's like, not anymore. I'm watching TV. Game's on. Lucas grabs the remote and turns it off and walks away with the remote and says, not anymore. (laughs) Typical brother brother shit. But yeah. How would you know you're not a brother? Technically, I have two brothers. In-laws. Yeah. You didn't grow up with them. No. But it's typical brother shit. And in the meantime, Brooke and Peyton are sharing a room, which is... That's not alphabetical order. Yeah, because it's Brooke Davis. But I guess Peyton it wasn't Sawyer. really for the cheerleaders. It was more for just the basketball, basketball players, I get. But I thought about that as like alphabetical order. Well, Davis and Sawyer's not even, not even close. <laughs> so... Although, how many cheerleaders were there in this cheer fucking gang? Like the nation cheer of cheer. Na- I don't know. This cheer squad? This cheer squad? There's 10 squad? of them. There's 10 of them. So you think about it. Yes, Davis Sawyer. Who knows? The other eight girls could have been A to C. And the other girls could have been T to Z. Who knows? Maybe Davis and Sawyer were actually the next two together in it. Also, they could have done it because it wasn't the basketball team. It was the cheer squad. They could have done it as just pairing up with friends. And at the time, of course, Brooke and Peyton were best friends. They were inseparable. Have to be in the same room because Hollywood said so, dude. So Peyton's like, let's try and make the most of it. Like, let's just try and have a good time. She tra- goes and opens a door, <laughs> but t- right there is another door, and that door oh. happens to open, and it's Jake Jagelski. Bounce a wow J A double K double E Jagelski. Jake Jagelski ain't he great? Double J. Yeah, he's pretty stoked because he's ready to film possibly an adult movie, some adult entertainment. You know, when I was listening to the Drama Queens episode, they were saying that when that scene came up, it was like, Jake is such a safe person for them. He's a sweet guy. Like, it's not going to be anything that he's going to, I don't know, he's not going to be creepy about it. I mean, obviously, he joked being creepy about it in that moment, but he's such a safe person. He's got a daughter. Not that it excuses you from being a creep. But still, out of all the guys in that area, he's probably the least creepy out of them all. Although his taste in women aren't the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) So Peyton escapes to his room for a sec just to say hi and talk about Jenny, see how things are going. Um, Jake mentions that there is a new development going on. Mm -hmm, But doesn't go into detail. No detail. Because he doesn't have time to go into detail because he was going to with Peyton and then fucking Miss Cheer Nazi herself got Peyton right back in the room to go over some stuff. Well, what they were going over was earlier on when... Brooke was being a cheer Nazi. 
Um, they ran into the Bear Creek bitches. Well, and Brooke was telling Teresa she needed to cover a zit. Yeah, yeah. So Teresa's like, oh, weird. Like, huh. So this emergency that Brooke is coming and interrupting Jake and Peyton from talking, you know, she's calling her in. Hey, we need to go deal with this situation. She's got the pox, Teresa has chicken pox. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So now Brooke's panicking. They're down a girl. It's a a 10 girl routine. Yes. It's worked for 10 girls. Yep. She's like, we'd have to do a whole new routine. Like, this isn't going to work. She's panicking. Yep. Peyton's like, I got an idea. Hang on. Yeah. At the time that we're watching this, like Sean's little prediction was Karen will do it. It makes so much sense. She used to cheer. But you got that one wrong because Peyton goes to none other than Haley. Who can't cheer at all. She's so, She says that she's a klutz. If she... She apologizes for her lack of coordination. Um, but yeah, she'll do it. She'll step in to help. Yeah. Mouth knows the routine by heart already. <laughs> for the Bear a- Creek Warriors, he knows their routine because <laughs> he's spying on them. Doing a hell of a job because if you're able to spy on a team and know their exact routine every single move. And be able to... This is something else. Hilarious. Lee Norris yeah. had like no practice going into like doing these scenes. Right. He just like learned it once wow. and just Unreal, did it. Man. Like, dude is a beast. Props to him. He's so good. So he goes and says, like, this is what their routine is. And Brooke's like, okay, like what we're doing is not gonna work. Um, this is also after they got permission from Karen to stay up late to do their re- rework their routine or get Haley. Up to speed on the routine. It's pretty apparent that Karen and uh, Dredger here, they have no problem not giving a shit about doing much of this chaperone business because they're making coffee dates with each other downstairs saying that they're going to meet an hour later, whole thing. And what does Mouse say about all the other routines that the other schools are doing? So they're all using the same music that Brooke had set up for their routine. Mm-hmm. So, or not all of them, but most of them were. So Peyton, of course, the music freak is here to save the day and She's says like, hey, Brooke, don't panic. You're a better choreographer. You go and work the routine. I'll handle the song. <laughs> so knowing full well Peyton, the way she is, Miss Emo... That kind of style of music. It's some classic stuff too. I kind of went through my head. What song could she possibly pick for the routine? Now you don't hear the song until they actually come out and do the routine. But I did not in a million years expect the actual song that they picked. So what would you have thought? 
I don't know. Ugh, fuck something emo from 2004. Fucking the used or fucking uh, my chem or some shit like that. <laughs> but no, it was not that at all. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. So Mouth is hanging out with them to learn this routine with them. Meanwhile, the guys. They go to a fucking strip club. They go to a strip club. (laughs) Tim has this idea. Let's go to the strip club. They're loose on checking IDs. It's called the Peppermint Zebra. Yeah. Yeah. All the guys are going. Jake included. Nathan included, too. Yeah. Because Lucas was like, oh, he's probably hanging out with Haley. Mm-hmm. Which would have been a fair, you know, another, prediction. Another point of contention right now for Lucas is that he's not getting his Haley time that he so needs. But the thing is, the thing that pisses me off about Le- Lucas in this moment is the fact that, you know, when he had a girlfriend, was he was no not hanging worries. out with. Yeah, yeah. He was no not hanging worries. out with Haley barely at all. He was always with Brooke. So now that he's single. Shoes on the other foot. He can't handle it, but that's too fucking bad for him. He is kind of a fucking douchebag with a lot of things. I know he's like the main character. You know, he's the fucking, he's the guy, but there's a lot of tendencies here that he's kind of a piece of shit. Like he's a bit of a heel, honestly. Who knows? Yeah. It's definitely not my favorite. But yeah, they're at the strip club. (laughs) (laughs) But what they fail to realize is they look around, they're like, huh? of women here for for a strip club i wonder why that is all right it's ladies night here at the peppermint zebra say hello to kyle jordan and steve it's fucking thunder down under (laughs) up in this shit right now (laughs) chippendales fucking chip and dale Fucking Thunder Down Under. You used to have a license plate holder that said Thunder Down Under, Australian's finest. And it looked like it was Peppermint Zebra on the outline of it, too. No, that was a different. I had two different license plate covers. I had one that was a pink zebra print Ah, and one that was the Thunder from Down Under. (laughs) Because when I went to Vegas the first time, I got to see Thunder from Down Under. Yes, you did. That's yeah, that why was a I great time. Thunder down under. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah. Back at the garage, Dan has replaced most of the new equipment. Most of the equipment with new equipment. Yes. <laughs> most of the new equipment with old equipment. That's English. counterproductive, dude. <laughs> uh, Keith is too slow at learning these new machines. Keith He's old insists school. that the old machines were fine. They worked perfectly well machines new machines aren't going to make a difference it's the about the mechanic honestly i gotta agree with dan here because everything is always up for grabs when it comes to updating your machinery and all that to bring it up to today's standards that's a smart move that's a smart business move investing the money to make better and newer equipment just makes fucking sense and keith's being a little short-sighted here here's the thing though Keith has every reason to be upset in this situation because now his brother has gone behind his back and said, no, no, like 
this is going to be your garage. It's your business. I'm just the guy behind the curtain, whatever. Oh, no, we're changing the sign. You have a boss now when I said that you were going to be your own boss. Y'all got new machinery. You have to put up a cardboard cutout of me everywhere. But the thing is, Keith signed this fucking contract. He did not read it. It's all on him. If he would have just fucking read the contract, he would have said in plain English that this guy was going to be his boss. He's involved. I'm going to change this. But he didn't bother reading it. So honestly, this is all on him. Unfortunately, yes. But yeah. you would think that you could trust your own sibling. <laughs> Not when it's Dan Scott, brother. <laughs> yeah. So Keith's a little bit pissed. Uh, Dan's trying to tell him to go to college and learn how to keep up with the technology. Oh, deep fucking cut right there. We also have Nate and Lucas. They go to the gym where this uh, sunset shimmer sparkle Apple Jacks, My Little Pony fucking cheer competition and the basketball tournaments being held at. <laughs> and Nathan has my favorite line of the episode. His dad got a satellite so he could see the live feed for this day. <laughs> but we don't see Dan like watching it at all, which is great. Yeah. Thank God. Because yeah. normally we would see sure. that kind of thing. But now, you know, Karen and Dredger here, they're, you know, not doing the greatest job of chaperoning. They just kind of leave, go for their coffee date, whatever. All the kids are now leaving their fucking rooms, heading out. They've well, they've all, already they've done already that left. clearly because they're at the strip yeah, club but, or reworking their routine. But what I'm saying is now they're in the pool. Everybody's jumping in the pool, doing the pool spot. And who comes? Well, it was the girls in the hot tub first. Yeah, yeah. They were celebrating that the routine was reworked. They got it all going. Peyton walks out with Haley in a cheerleader uniform, all dressed up. And Brooke set, calls Haley by name. She didn't call her tutor girl. Actually, she called her by name at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says, tutor girl, you look bitchin'. Yeah. Yeah, because she's in the full outfit, and yet Lucas says she looks fucking ridiculous. What a dick. What a fucking douchebag. Like, seriously, ultra fucking heel here. That's not exactly a best friend move there. Oh, she's, like, trying hard to learn this routine. She's in the outfit, and he says she looks fucking ridiculous. I know if I went to my best friend, and he was wearing a cheerleading costume... (laughs) I would probably say he looks fucking ridiculous, but, you know, I would... You know, if my best friend Justin actually were to wear a cheerleading outfit, I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd be okay with it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you just threw me so on track. Fucking bro. rights I did, because now you're thinking about my best friend in a fucking cheerleading <laughs> outfit. Anyways, we're at the pool. They're in the fucking pool spot. Everybody's getting thrown in. Everybody's getting tossed in. We're all in the fucking pool. <laughs> Who shows Whitey up? walks in. Oh. Whitey was supposed to be fast asleep. Yeah. Yeah, what's he doing? Oh, this is way past his bedtime. I'm guessing he received a complaint. I know the girls like paid off the hotel manager or whatever, the night manager, to let them in. But then the guys, I think it just kind of got a hand. 
and Whitey was notified. But the best part of this whole fucking episode, I've said that about three times, that just tells you how good of a fucking episode this was. All you see in the next scene is Whitey just cutting a fucking heel promo. He is going straight up fucking Vince McMahon right now. He's just laying in. And you only see him. So you think he's just laying into the cheerleaders and laying into the fucking basketball team. Just fucking going nuclear. And they pan the camera, and it's fucking Karen and Larry sitting there, and they're giggling their fucking ass off like a fucking school kids. It's so funny, too, because Larry's so tall and Karen's so short, she looked like a child yeah. next to yeah. him. Yeah, very true. Very true. But Whitey's just going off, and it's just on the chaperones, and they're just laughing their ass off, which I thought was pretty damn funny. It's a great scene there. But after that, we finally get to the fucking Sunset Shimmer Secret Sparkle Classic. <laughs> I mean, the fucking sponsors, they got to get paid, dude. They got to get their shit in. Bear Creek Warriors, they have just finished their routine. Yes. What did you think of their routine? Honestly, I thought it was pretty fucking lame. This is the four-time defending champion? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm... I can't really be a good judge about, like, cheerleaders and what they do because, like... I used to cheerlead a bit. What? Well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, How did I not know this? I'm just fucking with you. Okay. Fuck you. (laughs) Don't do that shit. I mean, they did call me Claire Young in my previous life, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, my God. So their routine happens, whatever. It's lame. It's okay. Pretty fucking lame. I mean, we kind of saw it already because Mouth had... Yeah, he did a way demonstrate. <laughs> um, so they're done. It's now the Ravens team. Or turn. Their routine begins and they oh. oh Okay, so before we said, Oh, what what's fucking Peyton gonna pick for the song? She's gonna pick like the used or fucking good Charlotte or some bullshit or some bullshit like that. Oh no. Here we are. It's coming on, and all you hear is, "Oh, oh, oh, oh." it's a remix." (laughs) I'm like, "No way is this fucking kung fu fighting?" (laughs) Everybody loves kung fu fighting. It's hilarious. (laughs) Which is an awesome fucking song, by the way. But not not exactly what I thought it was gonna be, but. I'm here for, for a cheerleading I competition. Fuck, I fuck with kung fu fighting, man. I'm fucking down with that shit. And they did a pretty good job. I felt Haley did great here. She did. Yeah. She did an awesome job because before she was like getting coached by mouth too. Like he was trying to help her out with it. Yep. She says she's very clumsy. Did you notice though? Because I know you asked me after we watched the episode, did they have body doubles? Mm -hmm. Did they have stand-ins to do this routine for them? So this is why I listened to the Drama Queen's episode before. To get some insight. Recording this this because he asked that question. I'm like, I wonder. Nope. They did not. It was all them. Hillary Burton used to be a cheerleader. Mm. She did cheer competitions. Right. The other girls, not so much. Um, Joy Lens was in Bring It On, yeah. the second one. Yeah, right. 
Um, but like she oh, had no. never <laughs> professionally cheerled the yard where they stomped the oh, yard my as God. Our, or drum line. <laughs> so they only had like a day to learn what they were doing for this. Mm. And it was just not enough time. So you could tell the the camera totally zooms in on like their torsos, like upper parts. Upper bodies, yes. Of their bodies. Yeah, they use the camera angles to their advantage. Yes. For sure. They really oh, whatever. Have to work it that. looked pretty good. And unfortunately, fucking shitty Bear Creek Warriors win for the fucking the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion Bear Creek Warriors. They get the W here. What the fuck was that? Maybe we'll get to it. It's probably about 2001, 2002. It'll be a little while. Either way, five-time champs now, Bear Creek Warriors. But there's still one more award left to be given out. Yes. Best choreographer still has to be given out. So I thought it was really funny because Claire, she was the... Um, cheer captain young yeah for the bear creek warriors and she's a bitch she's a bitch straight up (laughs) so she's got her big giant ass trophy they're like oh yeah now time to announce best choreographer she's handing off her trophy to one of the other girls so she could get this other trophy they do the Russo Swervsky and fucking good old Brookie. Brooke Davis. Yep. She wins best choreographer. She did. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep. And Claire was so upset. She's like hugging She's her trophy. She like grabs her tr- <laughs> trophy out of the other girl's hands and like hugs it and like yep. pouting. Haley runs past Lucas. Lucas wants to congratulate her. Runs past him to jump into Nathan's arms. Yeah. Yeah. So we go from the lowest of lows for the cheer squad for not winning to the highs of highs for Brooke because now she's won best choreographer. Now we get right back into the lowest of lows again because Keith, he has had just about fucking enough with Dan at this point. <laughs> he's on his break or so-called break. And he's playing basketball with the rest of the guys who work there and who shows up, of course, Dan. And obviously Dan's not too happy because they should be working. And he says, if I hit this shot, you guys have to go back to work. And of course, it's fucking Dan Scott. He's not going to miss the fucking shot. There's no way. But what happens here? Keith, so Dan's saying like, you know, I I expect this from Keith, not you, to the boss. Yeah. And uh, Dan's kind of cutting into Keith a little bit, and Keith's just fucking fed up. He takes that basketball and hurls <laughs> it. This is a one-shot take. Okay, yeah. Hurls it at right the at the crotch of the cardboard cutout <laughs> for Dan Scott. Fucking nails a man getting hit by a basketball. Holy shit. And he fucking quits. He quits. Just like. He's done. Just like Bret Hart. You can have the garage. Wow. Just like Bret Hart. But Bret Hart quit for about 20 minutes. How (laughs) long will Keith quit for? That is the question. I don't know. Would Dan even let him back? Yeah. Dan's now got his, you know, other business venture with this garage. Yeah. He's paid into it like 
Oh, yeah, he wants it to succeed, obviously. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on here going forward. And, you know, it's so sad because, like, Keith was so stoked for this fucking, you know, dinner with Karen. And Karen called him earlier. He had bought a new shirt for the fucking date because you see the tag on it. And he's trying to play it off like, oh, no, it's okay. I had to work late anyways. He bought a new shirt and the whole thing. Then right at the end, goes into the cafe to go see Karen. And who is she with? Fucking Dredger Drozzy. Well, that's the thing, too. The team gets back to the school and (laughs) Haley. I was trying to think of the name. Damn. Haley (laughs) gives Brooke the cheerleading uniform back. And she's like, oh, it didn't fit right anyways. And Brooke calls Haley, Haley. By her real for first For the first name. time. Doesn't call her Tudor girl and doesn't call her Brooke. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, and then we find out that Dredger and Karen are now an item. Not officially, but the writing's on the wall for Keith. He's not too happy about this. Well, Peyton and Lucas are kind of observing. And Peyton's like, Dude, my dad's hitting on your mom. Yeah, he even said like, oh yeah, just watch out when you keep her up past midnight and shit. That's not what Keith wanted to fucking hear, Oh, not thrilled on hearing that. Oh boy. Yeah, so again, we're getting close to the end of the first season here. And apparently we have sexy boys coming up in the next episode and it's not Shawn Michaels. You'll have to wait and see. Fuck! Dollar sign 4.28 on this episode. Very good episode. Did you also notice that uh, when Nathan goes back to his apartment, no furniture, no fucking furniture. There's nothing. And that's the problem that I have with Nathan joining the nation of emancipation here. Nation of emancipation. Have you been drinking? Try to say that five times fast. Okay, dude. No, exactly. My thoughts. He's joined the nation of emancipation. Okay. He's paid first and last month's rent. Where the fuck is he going to get the money to pay for rent going forward? Like, he doesn't have a job. Is he going to sell his car? What is he going to do? He's going to get a job? Like, how's he going to pay for this shit? He's literally 16, maybe 17 years old now. And he's got to fucking pay for well, an apartment. Well, maybe he hasn't even, like, been able to get the chance to go get furniture for it yet. He just oh, got sure. the import- apartment. Yeah, exactly. And I remember when I got my first apartment, I did, like, get some furniture beforehand because I knew I was getting the apartment a month in advance. Yep. And it was part of my birthday present. So my parents paid for my first couch because it was my birthday present. Right. Stuff like that. And I had accumulated stuff from one of my old jobs. What was your first couch like? What was what was the color? How big was it? It was gray. Was the fabric. It was kind of like a microfiber. Um, it was really soft. It was really comfortable. You actually saw that first couch. Ooh. We, when we started dating, I had yeah. that couch. Yes. Yes, it I was know the couch. very comfortable oh, couch. Yeah, you could fall asleep pretty easily in that couch. Loved it. But it... You know, after quite a few moves, quite a few moves, the wooden frame was starting to kind of break apart after trying to push it through so many doors where it did not fit. (laughs) Fair enough. And that's moving, dude. Yeah, I've moved a lot. I enjoyed this episode. 
Yeah. It was right up there with the Royal Rumble, like One Tree Hill, Dan's Dad Royal, Royal Rumble Scott, that episode, which is the best episode so far. I gave that a 4.69. Mm. And then episode six with uh, Pickerington was, although this is another road trip, so to speak, episode, and yet it was just as good, if not better than the the Pickerington episode too. So I'm all about these road trip episodes. They're, yeah, they're, they're pretty fun. fun. They're pretty fun. So yeah. I can't wait till you Rumble see the there. next episode. Yeah, I'm really stoked for the next one. Definitely. But I'm also stoked for Thursday Raw Thursday. Okay. I have to I have to switch to where my notepad now. Jeez Louise. This I, I don't think I've taken this many notes before. really is this the most amount I of notes you've taken the most notes i've taken on a Whoa. wrestling episode damn why why'd you take so many notes because you wouldn't let me get high first <laughs> <laughs> exactly because when you get fucking baked you take like two notes and one of them is stupid sid is stupid <laughs> <laughs> every time <laughs> but here we are which that is fair enough that's very true Thursday, Raw Thursday, February why? 13th. What? Okay, can we explain? Thursday. Why it's on a Thursday. I'm thinking. And I hate how they're like, Thursday, Raw Thursday. Well, Thursday, Raw Thursday. Shut the fuck up. We okay, get it. It's okay. on a Thursday. Okay. Sometimes Monday Night Raw, back in the day, got preempted for something else. Okay? Occasionally, they would do the Westminster Dog Show. And they would put <laughs> it on the same channel, America, USA Network that wwf raw was on so and it was at the same time slot something they did every year but it was only one monday so basically monday night raw either got moved to a different time or they didn't have an episode or got moved to a different day so in this case for whatever reason they were preempted on the mondays that they moved it to the thursday and so they called it obviously thursday raw thursday because in the promotion for the episode because it's such a big episode they had to make sure people realize that it's on Thursday. So Thursday, Raw, Thursday, Thursday, Raw, Thursday. When is it? Thursday, Raw, Thursday, Raw, Thursday. So you remember, and this is why they hammer this shit down so much, to make you fucking remember that this Raw, this is coming Thursday, Raw, Thursday. That is why. February 13th, Lowell, Mass. That is my long-winded explanation about Thursday, Raw Thursday, brother. Yeah, I think that took like 10 minutes. <laughs> right off the hop, I told you, pay attention in the first fucking 10 seconds of this episode because fucking shit's going down and shit went down, dude. I know, I was kind of like... I really wish you I... You know, I remember like when he was saying, oh, Royal Rumble, it's like the greatest like experience you're going to ever have in your life. It is. And I'm like, eh. It was like, it wasn't all that it sounded like you were cracking it up to be. Like, it was it was okay, but it, I wasn't Did this get it. you more? I was like, what the actual fuck yeah, is happening right now? dude. So literally 10, 20 seconds, of, we're already, so we're 40 My seconds in, 40 seconds into this fucking episode, and now everything you thought you knew and thought that they were going and that they were going to do, that's all fucking changed, dude. Completely gone. They start out black and white, sad fucking music playing. Shawn Michaels is no longer the World Wrestling Federation champ. Nope. That's it. He's done. 
He's quit. He's got to fucking relinquish the he title. He pulled a Bret Hart. But it's more than 20 minutes this time. Like, he dropped the title. Legit. And now... And he's claiming that it's a knee injury. Yeah, we'll get to that in his interview later. But now the final four match in Chattanooga, three days from now, is going to be for the world title. Because now vacant has the world wrestling i know sean's like make all these predictions and i'm like fuck now you're throwing this at me fuck you it's crazy shit though that's not something you thought was gonna happen because originally this thursday raw thursday was supposed to be sid versus Shawn michaels sid's rematch for the world title but i remember Mm -hmm. back a few episodes ago um there was a point you asked me if Shawn Michaels gets the title back. Before and I Royal Rumble? S- I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, or after something. Yeah. Um, it was after Royal Rumble, actually. Um I don't I don't remember. But yeah, you're like, oh yeah, is he gonna get it back? Yeah, that would have been before Royal Rumble because he won it back at Royal Rumble. Okay, yes. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think so. Like, I think, like, and I don't think he'll have it or he won't. I don't know. I didn't feel like he was going to be, like, you were saying, like, for WrestleMania. I yeah, think he yeah. Was gonna, who's going to be the main was, event defending the world title at WrestleMania? I didn't think he was going to be the end game guy. Yeah, and yet here we are. He beat Sid at the Royal Rumble for the world title. So, so I was wrong with that. He did end up huh? getting it back. He did, but he had it for two weeks. That's it. And <laughs> then he's out. So three weeks tops. It's like, oh, sorry, Aaron, you're wrong. Oh, never mind. Oh, you're kind of right. You're kind of right now. And yeah. Fuck wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, at this time, shit was going all crazy with the matchmaking and the way Sean went out and how this all stuff. There's a lot of backstage politics, a lot of backstage shit going on that you don't see on screen. Oh, I know. And, you know, you're going to have to kind of piece it all together. And luckily, I've listened to 10 trillion podcasts from the actual guys who were there, and I'll tell you exactly how it went down. But we will get to that when Shawn Michaels comes out because the first match, we've got fucking Diz Prince, Triple <laughs> H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley against The Pebble in his first championship match on how, the main roster how long normally until people get like those championship matches depends it's it's a variable it could happen at any time some guys uh like say the giant who ended up being the big show who you'll get introduced to in a couple years time the big show he won the world title his first ever match against hulk hogan he oh, literally man. debuted and won the world title that night not in WCW. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. and some guys could be there 10, 15, 20 years and never get a world title shot. So it's it's a variable. It depends on how well they're doing in the ring, on the mic, backstage. It's a amalgamation of all <laughs> these things of how well they feel they could be at the top of the company and hold that title and basically be the face of the industry. That's what that world title means. Not just because you're the best wrestler or because you can hold that title because you won the title. It's because you're literally, you're the ones doing the interviews. You're on Entertainment Tonight. You're on the fucking cover of TV Guide and Time Magazine. You're the guy doing all the appearances. They trust you to be the flag bearer for WWE. That's what they do with that world title. Mm. That's what it means. Okay. Yeah. 
<sighs> and the pebble. He was glorious. Pebble here in an intercontinental title match against Diz Prince. Hell a moment here because this is the first time Triple H and Rocky Maivia would touch on television. This is their first match televised TV. Now they did not make the penises touch, <laughs> but they did touch up. <laughs> and this is the first time ever that uh, you can literally go back and say this is the first time ever Triple H and Rocky ever had a match against each other on television of uh, at least fucking honky tonk man's in here oh shut the fuck <laughs> up this guy i hate him he feels like he's coked out every single fucking second he's out there just because he was the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time but now his new gimmick or who he wants is basically he's trying to clone himself He's looking for the next like honky tonk man, so he's trying to clone himself, <laughs> and he's looking. But he's got he's coming in here every single week and just losing his shit, coke the fuck out, <laughs> and and pissed at Rocky Maivia for some reason. I don't yeah, know why. I don't fucking get that. I'm the honky tonk man, and I'm gonna and Rocky Maivia can fucking kill himself, and I need the best. I need the best intercontinental champion of all time, and he's just going off, and he's. He was man. almost as annoying as the perv. As king, yeah. I was like, shut the actual... Can we mute the shit? <laughs> like a honky-tonk man says that the king is full of royalty. And Jim Ross says, oh, he's full of something. <laughs> he's full of something. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> And King also says that I remember I think it was last episode uh, Yeah it was the Skydome episode Where Shawn Michaels said that Psycho Sid was A few cards short of a full deck Few fries Short of a happy meal <laughs> That's a good one God, I like that one. Jared King Waller as pervy uh, as he is As terrible as he is He's got some good fucking one liners uh, I must say He's pretty great and I will reiterate that to death He's pretty fucking awesome But get this Rookie Mayavia. You like that one? Rookie Mayavia (laughs) is getting dominated all fucking match because he's a literal rookie in the wrestling business. He he had just started training not that long before, and now he gets the shine. He gets the pump up. He's on the main roster because of who his dad is and who his grandfather is. That's why Rocky's here. He failed in fucking the CFL. He couldn't play Canadian rules football. He used to play college football in the States, and he never went to the NFL, so he tried the CFL, and he couldn't hack it. Who did he play for? In the CFL? Mm -hmm. Calgary Stampeders. Oh, that's where... um, Oh, yeah. Amanda, Amanda, she's uh, Alyssa's one of her best friends. Um, Her husband used to play for them. He's retired now. Yeah. So he played for the Calgary Stampeders for a cup of coffee, not very long, but it's hilarious because I read The Rock's book and he talks about the time when he was playing for the Calgary Stampeders and he's having one of his first practices with the team. And uh, in the NFL, there's four downs, but in the CFL, there's three downs. So in the NFL, when you're on fourth down, most times you'll punt the ball away if you can't kick a field goal. But in the CFL, because there's three downs, you punt on third down instead of fourth down. It's the last down. Oh, yeah. Okay? So 
the Calgary Stampeders, they're on third down and they line up to punt the ball. And the Rock goes, what the fuck are you guys doing punting on third down? He didn't know that there was only three downs in Canadian rules football. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Pretty hilarious shit. He's not from Canada. He wouldn't necessarily know that, right? But if you're going to play for Canadian rules football team professionally, you should probably know the rules to Canadian football. It's probably also on the coach to, you know, let them know. Probably. It's it's a lot of uh, <laughs> errors on that side of it. But, yes, now Rocky's removed from failing with the Calgary Stampeders and only having seven bucks to his name, mm-hmm. hence seven bucks productions or his company that he has with his ex-wife, oddly enough. Hmm. Yes. I mean, some exes can be friendly enough, sure, right? Sure, but it works out, whatever. But here we are, Rocky Maivia getting dominated all match long. And now a quick small package and we have a new fucking intercontinental champion. I'm so proud. So L- proud. Literally four months into his run, he's had like three or four matches on television and now he is the intercontinental champion. So proud. fucking champ. Unfortunately, though, <laughs> at this point in Dwayne's career, he has zero charisma whatsoever. He, he's so cute. <laughs> he's cute, but man, he wins the belt. And then they interview him on the outside after the match. And he cuts the absolute worst face promo that you could cut after winning the Intercontinental. Us, I, I swear I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best, and I'm gonna give a hundred percent as this champion, and I'm gonna just make my dad proud and make my grandfather rest his soul proud. I'm gonna make everybody proud. I'm gonna do my best, and I'm like, no wonder the fucking people are shitting on you this crowd in lowell massachusetts at one point they were chanting rocky sucks and that's the first time we get the rocky sucks chant on tv <laughs> literally work in triple h he's a full-on heel and rocky's getting the rocky sucks chance but he wins the title cuts the worst babyface promo that would have worked in the 80s but not anymore this is 1997 where south park and jerry springer are on top of the world <laughs> Yeah. But now he's the Intercontinental Champion. He is. I'm so proud of him. How long does he hold on to it? I for? have no fucking clue. I don't know. I have no clue. Why are you Educated stop guess. shrugging at me? Educated guess. You ask me to predict shit all the time in Montreal. I don't fucking have any fucking idea, but I predict it anyway. You predict it without me prompting some most of the time. Sure, whatever. How long? I don't know. A few months few months okay okay i don't know i have no fucking idea the way that they're changing shit i normally i would have a prediction for you but the way that they're just like oh fuck you and all the shit that you had in your mind yep. for what was gonna happen Tom michael's not the champ anymore i don't like predicting shit for wrestling now <laughs> fuck off i don't like being wrong that's too fucking bad because that's life brother don't like it <laughs> We got fucking sunny tits oh, out here. she can shut the fuck up. <laughs> I hate this bitch. She got fucking tits out. She's looking pretty good, I must say. But 
She's looking for the car to announce the wrestlers for the next oh match, God. and she takes it right out of her top. She also like had to pull down her dress to like, get into the ring. Ugh, yeah, fuck yeah. off. Because you get that nice fucking you know cooter shot. You know if you fucking if she didn't right, and the camera will like go right there as she's getting into the ring. Man, I loved being eight years You're old. You're such when a this perv. I love being an eight year old watching this shit. <laughs> I hit puberty fuck. real quick after this shit, dude. <laughs> see and the thing is is sean still looks like he's eight years old so you know you look a lot more innocent than you are <laughs> just so you know so like when i first met you mm-hmm. i was like oh. i was clean shaven and short hair yeah short hair clean shaven you were wearing a donkey kong shirt was I really? On our first date, yes, I was wearing you a were. Donkey Kong shirt, really? Yes. Eh, I guess it was a cash kind of first date at a truck stop serial killer, Tim Horton. So, yes. Yeah. And yeah, you seemed very childish. Childish <laughs> and young and kind of innocent. And I was, I'm older than you by a year. Yeah, still though. And, and I mean, guys can be like that, you know, like I know a lot of guys that still like are that. a little bit more on the innocent side and haven't really experienced much when they're in their mid thirties or whatever, just cause you know, that's, they just never really got there. I don't think me and innocent <sighs> was ever said in the same sentence together. Besides Sean is not innocent <laughs> at all. It's the only time. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Innocent right out the fucking window with Sonny getting tits out right here on Monday. Thursday. Oh, sorry. Thursday, (laughs) Raw. Thursday. Headbangers. The headbangers make their debut. Hardcore motherfucks, I call them. That's right, dude. The hardcore motherfucks. They were in the fucking Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson fucking Metallica shirts here. This is their first uh, match on TV that you're seeing. And who do they used to be? The fucking flying nuns from a few episodes ago. Stupid. Like, no. But that's the thing. I did not like that. Mother Smucker and Sister Angelica, the Sisters of Love. So fucking stupid. But here's the thing. I knew that wouldn't last long. Here's the thing. Yeah, it is fucking stupid. And they realized that. So they just cut that gimmick off at the legs and said, okay, we're not doing that shit because that's fucking dumb. And that's what they do. They'll just kind of end it, which props to them. They realize it was fucking dumb. Fuck. Fucking wrestling nuns. How's that going to get over? Well, it didn't because now they're the headbangers, which, you know, whatever. At this point, Marilyn Manson, Corn. Limp Biscuit, they're all super popular bands back then. White Zombie. Yeah. And now they have two guys who, lo- who actually in real life love this music. Okay, it's not just them It's pretending. not just a gimmick. Like, they do like okay, it. Good. I mean, literally their moves, like their finishing moves are the stage jive and the mosh pit. So The sh- stage jive? Dive. That's what it sounded like you said. I got slick on the brain. He's a jive soul, bro. Stage dive in the mosh pit. 
and their names are Mosh and Thrasher, the headbangers. So it all makes sense. Just like the Godwins are Henry O and Phineas I, Hog and Pig, the headbangers are Mosh and Thrasher because wrestling, dude. And they're up against Sparky Plug. And his socket. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We might have to do video one day just to get this shit on camera. It's very hilarious because every time the Nation of Domination comes out, I raise my right hand in the air for the Nation salute. And, all and I put up my middle finger like, And you put you. up your middle finger a lot when Stone Cold's out. You drool when Bulldog's on camera <laughs> and Rocky's on camera. And I just start fucking cranking it when fucking Sonny's out there. Oh, my God. I want to get God. that on camera, dude. <laughs> but we got fucking Sparky Plog in his fucking socket. Mm-hmm. We got Aldo, Mon- uh, Aldo Montoya, fucking just incredible <laughs> with the fucking yellow jock strap on his face. The first time we've seen Aldo Montoya here. He wasn't if even. That's what his name was. Aldo Montoya. He should have been the socket. The socket. Sparky Plug in his socket. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I'm funny. First time Aldo Montoya that we've seen here. He wasn't even good enough to be in the 30-man Royal Rumble. <laughs> Couldn't even make that. But here he is on Thursday, Raw Thursday. The entire match, they kind of comb over everything. And it's all about Vince McMahon crying about Shawn Michaels not being the world champion anymore. Yeah, he was very... like <laughs> He's he going to cry. He wasn't saying much. No, he was distraught. Like, he's fucking beside himself here. Like, Vince doesn't know what to do. This is his fucking cash cow. This is his son. This is his fucking knight in shining armor. The most charismatic, the most flamboyant, the showstopper, Shawn Michaels. And now he's no longer there. Yeah... Headbangers with a nice little double team for the win. And now we go to Shawn Michaels, HBK. Possibly the last time Vince McMahon gets the throat shredder out and introduces Shawn Michaels as he comes to the ring in his little suit and his tied back hair. And he's got his belt in his hand for the last time. And he comes out and he's like, I, re- I got to really rethink things here. And my mom says that I haven't been myself lately. And she says that I've lost my smile. And now I got to go <laughs> find it. And boo fucking who, Shawn Michaels, okay? Now at the time, when I was eight, I realized, oh, okay, whatever, Shawn Michaels is not the world champ anymore. I hope Brett wins that fucking Final Four and wins the title, because fuck Shawn Michaels. But little did we know here is that Shawn Michaels is saying he has this horrible knee injury where he'll have to get surgery and possibly never wrestle again. But going forward, how legit do you think this knee injury is? I mean, I get shit happens, but it feels like it was such a quick flip of the switch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It feels a little too rehearsed. A little bit. And even got the fucking waterworks out, too. Get some (laughs) fucking alligator tears because he lost his fucking smile and hilariously enough, we get We Want Sid chants during this fucking promo, <laughs> too, which 
we never want Sid, but no, whatever. Please keep him away. Keep him away, please. But yeah, Sean's lost his smile, and now he's relinquishing the title. And the winner of the final four in three days will get the title, the world title. So Sid also gets the winner of that match on Raw next week when it's Monday Raw Monday. We're back to Monday nights again next oh, week. Oh, God. But obviously, Sid was supposed to have the world title match against Shawn Michaels at this show. And now it's not happening, so he gets the winner of Final Four next week. Fair mm. enough. He gets that title shot back. But in actuality, after WrestleMania 12, they almost kind of agreed that it should have been Brent and Shawn at WrestleMania 13 for the world title. That fucking... Brett would get his win back and win the title back from Sean at 13. But Sean pulled this shit saying he's injured, which Brett was a huge fucking purveyor of not believing Sean was actually injured here mm-hmm. because of all the backstage politics. But now vacants the world champion <laughs> and we're going to get crowned a new one at final four. Yeah. Who wins that final four match? Oh. Stone Cold, Vader, Undertaker. I was saying Undertaker before, but now like we talked in great detail over what kind of this whole Shawn Michaels quitting yeah. was about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Because obviously it's wrestling. Everything's predetermined. Mm-hmm. Um, they were predetermining that maybe it was going to be Brett. Right. Because he was supposed to beat. Because he was Sean supposed for the title to WrestleMania. beat. And I think Sean didn't want to be beat. Uh, it's especially by Brett. Don't think you wanted to drop the title to Brett. So I think it's going to be Brett because the way that this is going. Yep. They want it to be Brett anyways. They're already marking it to be that way. So Sean's like, oh, it's going to be Brett. I don't want to face him and have him win the title. Yeah. That's what they're making out to be. So fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. Literally three weeks after he wins the title back. And now here we are. And he's dropping the title. Pussy. <laughs> and I remember at the beginning of the show when they said he drops the title, and I asked you, prediction, why does he drop the title? And you literally said, because he's a fucking pussy. Pussy. <laughs> and it's, you're kind of right here, honestly. Knee injury with or notwithstanding, Shawn Michaels is no longer the World Wrestling Federation champion. Yes, I've officially tasked myself with learning the Nation of Domination rap as sung by J.C. Ice and Wolfie D. No, thanks. I'm working on it. No, thanks. I'm working on it. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Try a verse a week. We'll we'll start there at the very least. No. Yeah, we'll see how far I get with that. Nation of Domination member Savio Vega, he is a half. Nation salute. Although he was on backlash uh, from this past Saturday, which is hilarious because it's 2023 and Savio Vega is still showing up in pay-per-views all these years later. 
in Puerto Rico. Probably so old now. He's very fucking old now, but he's got a match back in 97 on Thursday Raw Thursday against the Undertaker. <laughs> One of your favorites. Love Undertaker. Oh, how can you not love the Undertaker? He's so fucking badass. An extra. He's very extra. But yeah, it's wrestling. You gotta. I'm be extra. extra too. You're so. extra. I'm extra. We're like guacamole. We're all fucking extra. <laughs> and so is the Undertaker and wrestling in general. It's just all about being extra, and I'm totally oh fucking okay with that. I'll give you a one guess as to how a match with the Undertaker versus a Nation of Domination member goes down. Undertaker kicks everyone's ass. Yep. Even the fucking pussies on the outside. Mm-hmm. Pussies. <laughs> yeah, of course they try the interference. JC Ice, Wolfie D, all these. But it's the Undertaker. Members. He's gonna fucking murder you yeah, all. He's gonna beat the shit. Why out are you everybody. even trying? You are half his size. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Learn your place. Get the fuck out. Yep, pretty much. You hit it right on the head there. And <laughs> they don't even pay any respect to Savio. Undertaker doesn't even beat him with his finish. Like, you think he'd hit him with a tombstone? No, beats him with a choke slam. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness pin. Now the entire nation is out there beating down on fucking Undertaker. And who comes in to fucking save the Undertaker? I think we've now dubbed him no longer fanny pack tracksuit. Mm. He is now the thonginator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Fucking Ahmed on Johnson. Watch. You're on fucking thong watch. When he's out, I'm watch. on thong watch. Official thong watch <laughs> every time fucking Ahmed Johnson's out here. The thonginator with his fucking two by four. He's bringing the wood, brother. The big Johnson's bringing out the big wood. <laughs> and here we go Holy fuck. and they take out the entire nation as they stand tall now that sid was supposed to face Shawn michaels tonight he's got a new opponent the greatest opponent of all stone cold aaron austin <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin's here, and he's taking on Sid, and he just resorts to basically kicking Sid in the balls, which, <laughs> go for it, brother. He seems to really like balls. He does. He does love to touch them. Yeah, uh, he loves to punch them. <laughs> Big still difference. touching. True, but with the amount of force and velocity <laughs> that he likes to do it in is not exactly pleasurable for his opponent. Maybe <laughs> some guys, but definitely not Sid. Because he's too stupid to realize he just got punched in the balls. So dumb. And this is the first time. Mark it down. Fucking February 13th, Thursday, Raw Thursday. We hear Austin Chance. Oh, boy. The crowd finally starting to get behind Stone Cold Steve Austin a little bit. Here we go. And, of course, Brad just comes in, costs fucking Sid the match because he goes after Austin. Austin gets beat down by Brett and wins the match. <laughs> I mean, win-win. <laughs> Disqualification, whatever. He wins because fuck Sid. <laughs> Didn't really last. It was a very short match, and it was a fuck finish, but whatever. Austin gets the W. Ha-ha. Fuck off, Sid. Straight up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bro. Vader cuts a backstage promo. Oh, fuck off, Vader. Piece <laughs> of shit. Not so Darth. 
and Paul Bear's kind of creeping in the background of this promo that Vader is. Oh cutting. my god, he was so creepy. I was like, just like peeking, just peeking around the corner. Get yeah, the sure. fuck out of here, you fucking creep. Ew. Yeah, kind of a nothing Vader promo just takes down Bret Hart, whatever. They're going to have their match later. Vader versus Bret in the main event. When we get back from commercial break, it's fucking Jerry the King Lawler filling out a Western Union money transfer. Oh, that was so stupid. Because we're in 1997 and we did physical paper, pen to paper, Western Union money transfers. Think fuck for e-transfer. Oh my God. How has the world gone to a place, luckily, where we can send money electronically not with fucking western union i remember when i used to Paper pay rent by checks oh right Who that was when fuck? i lived in harrison that was back in like fucking 2011 50. 2012 fucking 50 years ago <laughs> i had checks i think my mom still fucking pays rent with checks too. <laughs> I mean, for her situation, that makes more sense. Well, she, doesn't she doesn't even know internet. how to fucking turn on a computer, let alone use it, dude. But like, since moving away from Harrison, I've been paying my rent either in cash or, or e-transfer. Or electronically. So he luckily fills out his money transfer correctly, I would assume. Farouk and Crush. Nation of Domination again. Fucking nation bitches. They can fuck off. I'm <laughs> sick of them. They've got a tag team title match against... <gasps> Tassabus! Gonna, gonna have to wipe up the drool there. He was... You got a pool of drool there, dude. <laughs> he was... Uh... Looking pretty good. He's always looking good. He's the fucking British Bulldog. <laughs> but I love when they're coming out and Bulldog, he does the big He's fucking flexing. guns, the flexy guns. But then but Owen then creeps Owen under. De- like goes under him and like starts flexing too, making fun of him. Putting his fucking arms up and shit. Hilarious. Dude, this is not the greatest fucking tag team ever, They man. were so funny. Now, I know there's a lot of issues with these guys right now. There's some dissension. They're not really getting along. Owen just, I wish they would because they're so funny together. Maybe they just need someone to just help them understand that they're brothers and they just need to get along. Let's hold hands. Right? Exactly. Skip through a field of flowers together. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any point in this match, because it's a tag title match, that you were worried that Owen and Bulldog were going to lose the titles? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was really hoping they wouldn't. Yeah. But I was like worried that because even the last tag match that they were in, I was like, shit, there's the going to be a point yeah. where it's there. It's they're not going to be it. them. They're going to lose it eventually because that's the thing about champions is they'll always lose their title whether mm-hmm. they want to or not. Been a little while though. Here we get a doctor bitch distraction I in this hate match. This. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> that we've named this after. 
Brett the Hitman Hart is backstage, and he's watching this match at a very ridiculously odd angle. Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> like the TV is like here, and then he's like literally like, like parallel beside it, parallel with the TV. Not cr- yeah, cranking his fucking neck just trying to watch it. Like he's literally facing the camera. The TV's beside him, and he's watching the match. over his shoulder. And remember what I said about his wrestlers. nipples were front and center. Yeah, and. Remember what I said before about wrestlers watching televisions at weird angles. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what he's doing. And he's one of the first to do it exactly like this. Uh, Bret Hart even has a bit of a promo in the middle of this match saying that, oh, yeah, it's a real loss that Shawn Michaels is uh, no longer here. And, you know, deep down inside, he's like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> done. Pussy. You know what? Most times uh, when Owen and Bulldog have a tag match, it's Owen getting beat up for most of it, him getting isolated, and trying to get the hot tag to Bulldog. But this time, oh, Bulldog the opposite. is the one getting isolated. My poor tassel boots. It was pretty rough to watch for a while there just because like that. there was a couple times where Owen actually got the tag, but the ref didn't see the tag. <laughs> fucking ref so bulldog's useless. like yeah bulldog's fuck yeah i got the tag i'm in there i'm I'm fucking cleaning house no ref didn't see the fucking tag get back on the apron oh bro brutal fucking rude yeah so bulldog's fucking isolated for a while finally he gets in there has a big fucking hot tag cleans house you know the whole thing but again owen gets backdrop to the outside Feigns the fucking knee injury again. <laughs> yeah, two uh, two episodes in a row. Where Owens completely faked a knee injury to save the titles for Owen and Bulldog. Because now they, he's gotten counted out the second week in a row. But you can't change the titles on a count out. And they're still champs. Luckily, the Nation of Domination are not the tag team champions. Thank fuck. And Owen and Bulldog hold on. But Bulldog, again, again. <laughs> he's annoyed, but he's like. Funny. He is annoyed. He's a little pissed, but whatever. They do keep the titles. Yeah. But how long? How much longer are we going to be keeping the know. titles on these I boys? I don't want to predict this one because yeah. I don't want them to ever get rid of it. Right? You want them to be the tag champs forever. And I kind of want them to be tag champs forever, too. Main event time, it's fucking not so Darth Vader and Brett the shit man heart. <laughs> Undertaker comes out and has a promo about he's gonna beat the shit out of everyone, as as always. And I felt, oh, I wonder how long until Stone Cold Steve Austin gets out there and starts interfering. And before I can even finish my sentence of how long so he's already out there. Yeah. <laughs> Took about a minute. And again, second week in a row, last episode, Skydome episode, uh, Flash Funk lost a match to Crush by missing a moonsault and getting cover for the three. And in this episode, Vader actually goes up to the top rope this time. Oh, Lord. Goes for the moonsault, misses, of course. And Brett fucking pins him for the three. As Uncle Steve Austin is in the balcony flipping off and like trying to like jump the balcony to get to yeah they, he was like trying to climb over and someone's stopping him like yeah. no don't do it's that like, nah, it's probably not a good idea you're not fucking super crazy or jeff hardy or some fucking crazy bastard like that but either way uh how'd you feel about this episode <sighs> wild 
New Intercontinental Intercontinental Champion. We get Bulldog. We get Austin. Shawn Michaels drops the title. There's a lot going on. Good episode, though. What you got for me? I'll give it a 4.3. Damn, dude. I think that's the highest one. I think that's one of the highest ones yet. Yeah. Yeah. Just because... I got to call Shawn Michaels a pussy. <laughs> I got to see tassel boots flexing. Yeah. You got to see Rocky win the icy title. That was awesome. Sokol Steve Austin was here. I Undertaker did not was here. get thong on the thong watch. Yeah. Yeah. No thong on the thong watch, but you did at least get to see the thonginator. Yeah. It yeah. was pretty great. All the stars were all over this one. So yeah, I could see why it was such a good rating for it. Yeah. Great, great episode. And the next one is the pay-per-view. But lucky for you, this is, is just, sh- this is an in-your-house pay-per-view. Yeah. So it's not like your regular three-hour pay-per-view. Like it's a Royal shorter Rumble one, was. right? It's a shorter one. It's Thank about the God. same length, maybe a little bit longer than a regular Monday Night Raw. So it's just like your next regular run-of-the-mill episode, basically. But Sweet. big-time matches, though. You got the final four. And that's the only match that's actually been announced, I think. I don't think they've announced anything else for the show yet. Not that I know of. Yeah. Final four. That's about it. And away we go. So, thoughts? Reviews? I don't know. Ideas? I don't really have any other than... I don't know. Bret Hart's winning the title. I feel like that's what's going to happen. Mm. As much as I'd prefer it to be Undertaker. Everybody wants it to be Undertaker. Because he's the best. I feel like they're just going to be like, yeah, he was being a pussy little bitch a few weeks ago, so let's just give it to him. Let's just get it out <laughs> of the way. Yeah. And then we can take it away from him. I don't think he'll, I think he'll get it. Yeah. So he can have this opportunity, but I don't think he'll have it long. Don't think I'll have it long? No. You think I'll lose it at WrestleMania? Probably. Mm. To Stone Cold? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Like, I can't. I don't know who it'll be with or who, but I, I feel like he's going to, like, win this. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think he's going to have it long. Because they're like, yeah, we'll give it to you because you've been a whiny bitch about it. Yeah. But we're going to take it back from you because mm-hmm. then you did get it. Yeah. You can say that you did get it. You finally had the opportunity. You got it. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, we're on the road to WrestleMania here. We're only just a month and a bit away from WrestleMania. So now all these things are going into motion. Shawn Michaels has thrown a wrench into all the fucking plans. And we'll see where we are going forward. Episode 18. I think he'll be back. Shawn Michaels? Yep. Guess time will tell. Episode, I think he will. Episode 18 will be next week, and we will be reviewing Sexy Boy episode, I guess. No HBK, but Sexy Boy One Tree Hill episode. I have insisted you cannot use the Shawn Michaels music for the end of the episode until this, until episode. this specific episode. <laughs> okay. And he's like, this is really hard because I need to use this music somewhere. And I'm like, you have to know. Gotta save it for this you one. Gotta save it. All, All right. the One Tree Hill fans know what I'm talking about. All right. 
Well, until next week, I guess. Sean's had no spoilers. No hints. Nope. Just use Shawn Michaels' music for the end of the episode. Yes. And I will do that because I'm a good rule-following, obedient (laughs) husband. (laughs) That's what you tell yourself at night. At least I try to. I'm Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. This is Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Brothers and sisters. TreeHillWF.podcast on the Instas and the TikToks and all the streaming services, including... Deezer. What? Spotify. Apple Podcasts. What? iHeartRadio. Fuck off. I didn't even say it that time. (laughs) What? I know you were going to. What? (laughs) Until next week for episode 18, I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. What? Glitter, glitz, sparkle, bliss.